to say this morning that we are thankful and grateful for all of you that are listening in, and we are thankful and grateful to our church in Liberia, Pastor Lawrence, and of course they went on a tarry on Friday night, all night praying, um, and of course we join in with them in, in prayer uh, that Friday night, and so we're believing God for miracles, amen. Now, we're going to go to the book of First John. We have a few scriptures that we're going to be dealing with this morning. First uh, John chapter number 5 is where we're going to begin uh, uh, this morning. First John chapter number 5. First John chapter number 5. And beginning at verse number 14. Verse 14 reads, And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have a petition that we desired of him. Now, if any man see his brother sin a sin, this verse is very interesting. If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. But there is a sin unto death, and I do not say that it shall that he shall pray for it. Father, I thank you now, and I ask Lord God that your Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, that he will come and he will minister unto us. He will bless us and he will direct us. And God, we pray that not one word fall to the ground. And Lord, we just exalt your name. Now, now God, hide me behind the cross. And Father God, we just pray in your Son, Jesus' name, use me for your glory. Anoint me afresh. Bring all things back to my remembrance. This we ask in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. Now, dealing with First John chapter number 5 and verse 14, it talks about, uh, and this is the confidence, this is the assurance that we have, uh, that if, if, and this is the assurance that we have in him, meaning God, that if we ask anything according to his will, according to the promise of God, uh, uh, according to his pleasure, uh, then the Word of God tells us that He will hear us. So we know, therefore, we have to pray according to His will. Now, the title of our uh, text this morning, which would be a part one, because we won't be able to do it all in one session, is uh, Sin Unto Death. Uh, sin Unto Death. Now, verse 15 says, and if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have a petition that we desire of him. So therefore, we have to know that when we're praying, when we're petitioning God, that he heareth us. See, a lot of times people pray and they don't believe that God hears their prayers. But, but we have to make sure that we know. We have to know that we know. Amen? Because that's the only way it's going to, uh, uh, we're going to be able to see results. Now, here, this is the part where the intercessory part comes in, and in interceding. Sometimes in interceding, I, I don't know about you all, but sometimes when I begin to pray for others and intercede for others, sometimes I get a backlash. 
And, and there's some things, you know, all of a sudden all things come up against you. You're being attacked when you begin to pray for others. And, and you wonder what's going on. Well, the Lord is going to reveal that to us this morning. But looking at verse number 16, it talks about if any man see, not hear. A lot of times we hear and run and tell. But here it says, if any man see his brother sin or sin, which is not unto death. Now, we're going to come back to that particular uh, portion there, uh, seeing sin them sin or sin uh, not unto death. But then it says also, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. Uh, We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that one because that's going to be the, the, the last thing we want to deal with. But the, the, the latter part, what we want to deal with is it says there is a sin unto death. Then he says, I do not say that he shall pray for it. There is a sin that is unto death. Now, what sin is it? You know, in, in the Old Testament, uh, uh, during the Old Testament time up under the law, now, if you, if, if you committed adultery, and, and if you go to the book of Leviticus, and you can read all about that, you will be stoned to death. Amen. But thanks be to God for grace. Amen. Amen. Now, let's, let's see what that one sin is that you can sin unto death. Now, let's go to the book of Acts, Acts chapter number 5. Acts chapter number 5. I want to do some teaching this morning. Acts chapter number 5. Because this is something that has to be... Uh, um, really like gorilla meat. You don't have to be chewed on a little bit. Amen. Because we're talking about a sin that is unto death. Acts chapter number 5, New Testament. Now, verse 1 says, uh, But a certain man named Ananias. Now, Ananias means uh, uh, a cloud of the Lord in, in the Greek. And it says, With uh, Sapphira, his wife, they sold a possession. Now, uh, before we enter in verse 1 in chapter 5, I want to read uh, in chapter 4 some things that have transpired. See, at this time, the apostles and the church was being uh, uh, formulated, and people were bringing things, and, and, and they were giving up of their possessions. Now, when you look at uh, Acts chapter number 4, beginning at verse number 33, it says, And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And great grace was upon them. Not just a mere grace, but it says great grace was upon them. Verse 34 says, Neither was there any among them that, that what? Lacked. That means all the people that was among them, there was no lack among them. And let's see what the reason why there was no lack. Amen. It says, Neither were there any among them that lacked. For as many as were possessors of of lands or houses, sold them and brought the prices of the thing that was sold. Now, if, if that happened today, they would, we would say, uh-uh, no, we would think somebody's crazy, right? But back in those days in the establishment of the church, they sold what they had, and they brought it to the apostles, and, and they laid it at the feet of the apostles. Um, now, verse 35 says, it, it tells what happens, and, it's, and laid them down with the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according as he had what? Need. This is why none suffered lack. 
Because when they brought, uh, when they sold what they had, and they brought it to the apostles, and then laid the monies at their feet, then it was distributed to the saints of God, and so therefore none suffer lack. Everybody's needs, needs was met. Amen. Now, dropping down uh, to um, uh, verse number 37, it talks about a, a man surnamed uh, Barnabas. He had sold, having land, he had sold it, and he brought the money and he laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, this is where you have to be careful because you see someone else do something that we don't need to get up and try to, try to do what they do. Amen. When God has not called you to do that. Amen. Because it can, it can cause you your, your life. Amen. Now, coming down to Acts chapter number 5, uh, uh, beginning at verse number 2, remember now, they, they, uh, they're talking about this husband and wife. They had some land, all right, and then they sold what they had. But look at verse number 2, because we're talking about that sin that is unto death. Now, verse 2 says, and they kept back part of the price. His wife also being um, uh, privy or aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. I wonder who they were trying to fool. Because they were trying to fool somebody, right? They had already seen a gentleman that had sold his land, brought his money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. Then I guess maybe they were looking for some prestige or something or recognition. Amen. They were looking for something, but they got some, something that's different. Amen. Now, verse number 3 says, But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie where? To the Holy Ghost. See, they thought they were lying to man. But you see that? You see what's going on here? It says in verse 3, But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Immediately, immediately, uh, uh, the, the Holy Spirit allowed Peter to understand that they had not done what they claimed they were doing. Amen? But Satan had filled their heart. That's how we get up telling lies. Because, see, Satan will come in. Sometimes we want to disregard the, the enemy. But we would understand he, he does do some work. He had filled his heart with, with lies, and he told them what to do. But they were, they were caught, okay? Now, verse 4 says... While it remained, was it not thine? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why hast thou conceived this thing in thine heart that thou have lied unto men but unto God? In other words, they had not lied to Peter. They had lied to the Holy Ghost. See, well, that's why we have to be careful in, 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 in what, we, what we say or what we release uh, because uh, here, they lied to the Holy Ghost. They said they was doing one thing, and they kept back part of what they had, and then they lied and pretended that that was all it was. But the Holy Spirit knows us, right? You know how it is, you know, there's a way we say a thing and still means the same thing. And somebody said, well, hey, I need to borrow $10. And sometimes some of us might say, well, I don't have $10. But, of course, we may have $10 in our pocket, right? So we need to learn to say, I don't have $10 to give you. Amen. So the, 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 the verbiage is very important. It's very important. But see, they had lied. Now, watch what happens because, see, they had lied to God. They thought they were lying to a man. Now, verse 5 says, And Ananias, hearing these words, what did he do? He fell down and he gave up the ghost. 
He, I mean, he failed. He died. He literally died because he lied to God. That's how serious this thing was at that time. And it's still that serious now. You see, he said he, he uh, Ananias, hearing these words, he fell down and he gave up the ghost. And great fear came on all of them that heard these things. And then it goes on to say in verse 6, And the young men arose, wound him up, and, and carried him out, and they buried him. Now watch what happens. That's why you got to be careful. Now it's like this. You know, if you're in partnership with somebody, if, if they want to live the wrong type of life, if they want to like, then you let them go. You don't, you don't connect with it. Amen? Now, verse number uh, uh, 7 says, And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done, now she comes in. Verse 8 says, And Peter answered unto her, said, Tell me whether ye sold the land for so much. Now he's trying to see what her answer is going to be. And then the Bible goes on to say, And she said, Yea, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. Then fell, fell she down straightway at his feet, yielded up the ghost. She died. And the young men carried her out. So they, they lied to the Holy Spirit. They lied to God. Now, the, the, the sin that is unto death. Now, go with me to Matthew chapter number 12. I felt like instead of just reading this, I need to let you see it. Amen. Matthew chapter number 12. Matthew 12. And we're going to look at, because we're talking about sin unto death. A sin unto death. And looking at verse, verse number 31. A sin that's unto death. A sin that is unto death. Matthew chapter number 12, looking at verse number 31. Verse 31 says, Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men. But the blasphemy against what? The Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. See, in Acts chapter number 5, what happened was they, they, uh, they lied unto the, Holy, unto the Holy Spirit. They blasphemed unto the Holy Spirit. And, said, and this is why they fell, they fell dead. Because the Word of God says, he says to them, why have you lied to the Holy Ghost? So we have to be very careful in the things that we say and do, because some things are unto death. Now, we're going to look at, um, now let's go to Isaiah, chapter number 62. And we are going someplace, amen? Isaiah, uh, chapter number 62. Isaiah, chapter number 62. Isaiah, seeing unto death. In the Old Testament, we had a list of sins that immediately they were stoned to death. In the New Testament, because we're under grace, he, he basically says uh, about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. You can't blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. Now, all this is for a reason. We're going somewhere. Isaiah chapter number 62, and looking at verse number 61. You remember I, I said to us that, Sometimes as intercessors and sometimes as we pray, sometimes we receive a backlash when, we, when, praying, when we're praying for others and we, we become under attack. Now, 
it's very important that we continue to 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 pray for one another because in, in, in the text when we looked at first John it talked about that there was that we could pray that if we see a brother that's, that's sin then we literally can pray for that brother and then he will be given life okay that's what the scriptures say in first John am I correct you remember we went there right so that's what the Word of God says now it's, it's so important now Isaiah chapter number 62, reading at verse number 6. Reading at verse number 6. It says, I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day nor night. Ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent. Then it says in verse number 7, And give him, talking about God, give him no rest, Till he establish, until he make Jerusalem a, a praise in the earth. Now, why is it that we do not need to give God any rest? What reason is it? Because, see, we've, we've been shown in the scripture that we can pray for someone else. I mean, that's intercession. But what has happened, when we intercede, we, we think that we have certain limitations. But what we don't understand, the power uh, that an intercessor has when it comes down to praying for someone else. Now, uh, let's go to Revelations uh, chapter number 12. We're going to deal with some scriptures today. Amen. Are we up to it? Amen. Are we up to the, to the scriptures? Uh, amen. Revelations chapter number 12, I believe is where we want to go. Revelations chapter number 12. Amen. Revelations chapter number 12. Very last book in the Bible. Revelations chapter number 12. The reason why we don't give God any rest is because we've got someone that is an accuser of the brethren. We're going to read that text. That's Satan himself. Okay? Now, Revelations chapter number 12. We're talking about a sin unto death. Revelations chapter number 12. And looking at verse number 10. Are we there? Verse number 10 and Revelations 12 says, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the who accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God, what? Day and night. So Satan is accusing. Day and night. He's before God. Accusing. Okay? Now we're going to go down a trail. Amen? Now, why is... What is he doing? See, if he's going before God, that's almost like there's some type of judicial system that has been set up, like a courtroom. He, he's going and he's accusing. That's just like when you go to court and there's an accusation, right? So here it is now. Satan has uh, presented himself before God and he accuses the brethren day and night. Now, what is he accusing them of and where is he getting his information? Okay? Now, let's go to Job, chapter number 1. Job, chapter number 1. Job is right uh, before the, uh, the book of Psalms, I believe. Job, chapter number 1. Are we there? Job, chapter number 1. Job. Remember now, Satan is an accuser of the brethren, right? So day and night, he's up there, he's talking to God about us. Huh. He, he's, he's, he's accusing, making accusations, Okay? Now, uh, uh, chapter number one, I'm going to read verse seven first. Verse seven says, And the Lord says to Satan, 
Whence cometh thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. See, this is when the sons of God, they had came uh, to present themselves uh, uh, before the Lord, and along comes Satan. Now, he says now, he's, he's going to and fro in the earth, going up and down. All right? Now, looking at verse number 9. Let's drop it down to verse number 9. Now, verse number 9 says this. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doeth Job fear God for aught? Has not thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance and his increase in the land. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will curse thee to thy face. So here it is now. Satan tells God the reason why Job is serving him. Satan is telling God the reason why we're serving him. Amen. Now, what happens when we begin to get trials and tribulations and things begin to happen in our life and hard times come, then what's happening is Satan has gone before the, before the Lord and he's telling them, oh, well, if, if you remove that protection, okay, then they're going to curse you. You know, if you take what they have, you strip them of all the things that they have, then they're going to stop serving you. But then I thought about something the scripture said in verse number 7 when it talks about Satan is going to and fro up and down the earth. And I'm like, okay, God, what is he doing when he's going to and fro, going up and down the earth? I'll tell you what he's doing. He's gathering some information. <laughs> he's gathering evidence so he can take us to the courtroom and tell, tell God all the things that we have not done. Some things are true. And some things are not true. So he's gathering information on all of us. Amen. He's gathering information on the body of Christ. Because see, what's happened is he's trying. Oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. He's trying to discredit the people of God. So, so, so he's got to gather. So that's why we got to be careful about the things that we do and the things that we say. Amen. Because not only is it. Let's go to the. Let me, let me show you in the book. Let's go to Revelations chapter. 20, Revelations, because I want to show you in the book now. I want to show you because we are a Bible teaching uh, ministry. I want to show you in the book what, why, and where he's getting his information from. Amen. Now, he's, he's already said he's going up and down, to and fro, up and down, to and fro, and, and he's gathering information because he, he's going to the courtroom, and, and, and he's going to discredit us before God. Amen. Now, Revelation chapter number 20, which is the last book in the Bible, okay? Now, Revelation chapter number 20. Now, where is Satan getting that information? Where is he getting it? All right, let's look at verse number 11. Start with verse number 11. Verse 11 says, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. Verse 12. And I saw the dead... Small and great, stand before God. And the, what, what did it say there? Books with an S. Okay? And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God, and the books were open. Then it talks about, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead was judged out of those things which was written in the books According to what? 
bad works. So where is Satan getting this information from? He's getting his information from the books. See, every, we, we, our life write a story. Well, our life is a, a, is a storybook. And Satan is getting his information from the book, the same book that we're going to be judged from in the last day. So he's, he's, he's getting that information because, see, what's happening, it says it's according to our works. So he knows what we're doing, so he, he's gathering evidence. He's gathering, he's gathering evidence. And then uh, the Bible goes on to say, in verse number 13, And the seed gave up the dead which was in it, and death and hell uh, delivered up the dead which was in them, and they were what? Judge, sound like a courtroom to me. Every man according to their works. They were judged according to their works. Now let me tell you something. I learned something about prayer. I, I, I learned some things. Yeah, there's, I, I asked God, I said, God, because uh, I am an intercessor. I, I wanted intercedes, not only for my, my own life, but for others. I intercede. And I said to God, I said, now look, wait a minute, God, I've got a question for you. I said, now, Lord, I can pray for other things and other people and other situations, and they, they happen. I mean, they just happen. God, God answers that prayer. But then there are some prayers that I have not had an answer to yet. Amen. But I've been still taking it before the Lord. And so I said, well, okay, God, and been praying for other people. And, and I'm like, God, what's going on with that? So what he reveals to me is this. Now, when you look at, when you begin to look at the scripture, most times in prayer, we like to go immediately to the battlefield, right? When we're praying, we think that we're going to the battlefield. We're ready for war. We're ready to go to the battlefield. Now, uh, Look at, let me, let me read this, Revelation 19. Revelation 19. This shows us that uh, before we go to the battlefield, there's something else that we need to do. Amen? Revelations chapter number 19. Amen? Children. Revelation chapter 19, verse number 11. Verse 11 says, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he doeth what? Judge and what? Make war. So he makes a judgment before he goes to war. So a lot of times we'll go to war before making a judgment. See, we've got to judge the situation. Because if we get out on that battlefield without knowing all the evidence or have the credentials that we need, we can get somebody killed. Amen. So here it is. It's like in a courtroom situation. Now, this is what Satan does. What Satan does is he gathers that information on all of our lives, and then he takes it, he takes it before the courts. You know, God is an awesome God because we do have an advocate. Amen. We have an advocate. And I was able to see something even more uh, this week when God began to show me about the courtroom. Because, see, Jesus being our advocate, and sometimes Jesus can stop some things even before he gets to the Father. He, inter he intercedes to us, and then what happens, then sometimes we go before the judge, God being the judge. Okay? Now, first thing, we have to understand here in, in, in um, Revelation chapter 19, verse number 11, it says, uh, righteousness, he, um, uh, and in righteousness he doeth judge and make war. When we go before God, when we take anybody before the Lord, we have to make sure that when we go before Him, that we get all the evidence we need because we're the one that's representing that person that we're interceding for. All right? 
Now, understand now, you got the accuser of the brethren. So we're talking about that sin that is not unto them. See, that's a sin that is unto them. And then First John talks about one that is not unto them. That's the one where you see your brother sin, and then you're going to be praying or interceding for him. So how is that done? Okay, when you go into that courtroom, understanding Satan has already gathered some evidence, right? Now, watch what we do. Regardless of what Satan says, like I said, some things might be true, some things may not be true. But we have to be armed, we got to be equipped, so that when we go before God, we know what to say. Now, let's look at Hebrews 6, Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter number 6. Are we, in, are we mind blown yet? Amen. Hebrews chapter number 6. So we're going we to we gotta break the mentality. We have to break mentality, amen. We got to break some mentality because we can, according to First John, we can uh, see a brother's sin, or a brother mean a brother in Christ sin, and we can go before God and intercede for them and watch God give them liberty of a life because they have not sinned a sin unto them. See, sometimes we give up on people. But see, there's a sin that we're sin unto death, which means blaspheming against the Holy Ghost. But then there's some other sins that we, that, that we, we do. And, but this, it all goes on to say that uh, all sins is unrighteous, okay? Don't want us to think that there's a good sin that's been now. All sins is unrighteous. But as an intercessor, there's some things that we can do, and we can see uh, God bring some things to pass. Now, Hebrew, I think chapter number uh, 6. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Make sure I got that got, got, got the right thing. Hebrew chapter no one I'm in the wrong wrong. Yes. Okay. Hebrew chapter number six. Yeah. Hebrew chapter number six. Look at verse number ten. Verse number ten. Now, when Satan is is presenting his case in the courtroom, okay? You know, you got the prosecutor and you got the defendant, okay? So and, and he's trying to say everything negative in regards to you. Okay? Now, watch what happens here, the evidence that we have as an intercessor that we can present. Hebrews chapter 6, looking at verse number 10. Over there. Now, verse number 10 says, For God is not unrighteous to do what? Forget your work and labor of love. You see, sometimes we think that it's over and done, you know, but, but God says this. He said, this is the evidence that you present. He says, and this is the reason why. But God is not unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love, which ye have showed to, toward his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. So what God is saying here is, is this. He said, now, what you do, you go, as you're interceding or uh, presenting the case for someone else because you're an intercessor, you're going to begin to tell about all the good things that individual has done. You got that? In other words, okay, uh, uh, I understand what Satan is saying. I understand maybe some of the things he said might very well, very well be true. However, then... Uh, I remember this particular person, they labored. They, they, they labored before you, God. They, 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 they helped the poor. They, 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 they were able to, to, to minister to those that, that had not. They were able to lead other people to Christ. See, here it says Christ has not forgotten your labor of work. So whoever you're interceding for, see, that's how we're able to present them uh, before the courtroom. Because, see, 
We're asking God to redeem their life. You remember in First John, he talks about being able to give them life. So what we're doing, we're asking God to redeem their life. So we have to go before the courtroom before we can go to the battlefield and begin to say to God, listen, Lord, their life is worth of being redeemed. Amen. See, if, if you're going to intercede with somebody and you don't believe that life is worth of being redeemed, there's no need to intercede, right? So, so here God says to say to them, that, that say, you say to God, God, you know, this is the work that they've done. I mean, this is the situation that has happened in, in their life, Lord God. I mean, uh, they, they, you know what you've done. You know what others have done, their life, their life story. So you begin to build a case. You build a case just like Satan is building a case. We're talking about interceding. We're talking about prayer. Because, see, any time you go into prayer, you can expect conflict. Number one, you can expect conflict when you begin to pray for someone else and you begin to intercede. Conflict will show up at your door. Amen. Uh, all of a sudden, all the winds of adversity was gonna, it will come and hit you. Amen. And, and don't, don't even dare to begin to try to bless them and, and help them because after a while, and, and you know, all of a sudden finances, everything start blowing. You start, money start disappearing, right? I mean, be, be, be normally, you know, let, me, let me put a, a, a point here. Slow down, Brenda. Uh, uh, normally, the guy that does the, uh, the church van, he never charges anything. He never charges. He does all the labor. He pays for all the parts. Well, ironically, this week when we were going to get the van uh, repaired, uh, and I was going to order the part, he said, don't worry about that. We got that. Don't worry about that. We got that. You know, we just come up. Don't have anybody else to work on. We're going to take care of it. So I tell the guy that's going to give me a discount now, uh, uh, don't worry about it, I, I, won't, I, won't need you, I won't need your services. Well, when they show up, they show up without the part. So when we go to the place to, to purchase the, the part, you know, I'm like, okay, praise be to God for money. Cash, you got to have some every now and then. You got to have some, amen. And so they had to order the part, but you know who paid for it? $188. Amen. So whenever you begin to intercede and you begin to do the will of God, all of a sudden the enemy is going to start messing with your finances. But then you've got to remember what God said. I have not forgotten your labor of love because I believe that God does own the cattle on a thousand hills. And I, I believe that he can provide for everything that we need. Amen. I mean, there is no shortness in the heavenly realm. Amen. And because he is my father, then I don't have any shortness. Amen. So, so therefore... When, you, when, when, when you're interceding for someone else and you're praying for someone else, then conflict is going to come. The adversary is going to hit you in all different types of ways. But, and the reason why is because you've learned something. You've learned, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. You've learned the secret to intercessory prayer. Because what you can do now, you're, you're, what you're doing is you're putting, uh, uh, gathering evidence. You're laying someone else uh, 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 on the on the mercy seat right before God, and God is being to to intervene. Even though Satan is saying all he's saying, but yet you have compiled evidence, good evidence, good evidence. And so because you've compiled good evidence, now you're about ready to go to the battlefield. Amen. You now you're ready to go to the battlefield. And once you go into the battlefield, and as you've already prayed to the Lord, then that goes right back to First John when it talks about uh, when you see your brother, uh, when you see your brother uh, sin a sin uh, that is not unto death, 
then that lets us know we have that kind of power according to the Word of God. Do we believe the Word of God? Amen. Amen. Because, see, we've learned that secret. See, the secret is, in the midst of everything going on, we begin to gather evidence, and the reason why, because Satan is gathering evidence, too. And so, first we've got to get everything set up in a judicial way. You know, going to the, go the courtroom. Because, see, in the last days, God's going to judge. So that means there is a ju- judicial setting there. There's a courtroom setting. But now, we have to go to battle. Now, then we think about it. God says, He makes war. He makes war. The Word of God also says, the battle is not yours, but whose? Is the, it's the Lord's, right? The battle is the Lord. It's not ours. So why are we battling? Why are we warring? If he said the battle is his, right? All we got to do is take it to the court, take it before God, and because the battle is already won. See, we operate as if the, as if the battle has not been won. But the battle has already been won. All we are doing is walking out what, what, what God has called and ordained for us to be. And the next thing is this. Once we gather the evidence and we present it before the Lord, and, and we begin to, to give the positive of that evidence, then all the things that we may have spoken, amen, regardless of what situation it may have been, or regardless of who you've been interceding for, Amen. Then what we got to do, now we've got to begin to repent. See, we're repenting for, ah, thank you, Holy Spirit. We are repenting for that other individual. Because, see, when it comes down to it, when the people that are lost, you know, they, they, we're going to say, God, you know, uh, uh, they're not faithful. They, you know, uh, they don't love you. They don't know the, the grace and the mercy of you, God. So, therefore, you're putting that individual all, all the, on the course, on the mercy bench. You, you're putting that, that, that individual there. But then, secondly, we've got to begin to repent for ourselves. Amen. Has, let me say this. I'm going to ask a question. Let me come down because I'm going to ask this question. Amen. Have any, have any of us, when we have begun to, 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 to intercede for others, that all of a sudden what happens is we've said a whole lot of other stuff. You know, words are powerful, right? Uh, the Word of God says death and life is in the power of the tongue. So words are very creative. Words have, are powerful. So therefore, not only Satan has gathered evidence against that individual we're interceding for, or those people, those families, you know, the organizations, whatever it may be, then what's happening, Satan is also taking your, our words, your words, he's taking them to the court too. So in other words, he said, well, if they don't believe, so... Why? Why should you uh, uh, redeem the time? So we got to be careful in the words that we speak, because Satan takes our very words that we 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 speak, and he uses those words that we say against us. Amen. In the courtroom, amen. He'll use your, he'll use our word. Anybody said some stuff in situations, you know, and and then you wonder what what what's happening, what's going on? It's because Satan's in the the accuser. <laughs> of the brethren is what the scriptures say. Now, he's taken our words as well, and he's compounding the evidence he has toward the individual. Amen. The one that we're praying for, right? Are we getting this? Is it taking us for a stretch? <laughs> Amen. It's taking us for a stretch. Amen. But l- let me tell you the good part about it. See, the third thing is this. What we do, what we do as intercessors, as people that pray him, what we have to do at this point is we have to begin to pray.
proclaim and declare, proclaim and declare uh, what God has ordained for that individual's life before the foundation of the world. You see, whatever person was, the life is supposed to be in, because we, we are spirit beings. We have dropped, we've been dropped down in this suit called flesh. And we are here on assignment. Amen. I don't know why we think something differently, but when we leave from here, we're going back in spirit. Amen. And so, therefore, we want assignment. Some people miss their assignment. So, what we have to do is intercessors, and we have to begin to declare and decree whatever God has ordained for that person's life before the foundation of this world. You got to begin to speak that thing. You have to begin begin to declare it. And I said, my, my God, that, that, I mean, I, I mean, I've been, been bow, in battle all week, but I also began to receive the secret knowledge of the Lord, amen, that how to intercede. Because I can, I mean, laying people on, 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 the, on the throne before God and, and presenting that evidence, you know, and, and then begin to declare, God, you, you made them to do this. You, you assigned them to do this. So, therefore, I declare and I decree that whatever your will is for that individual or that family, then I declare and decree that they will fulfill what you have declared and decreed. Because sometimes we all get off track. Amen. So, I, because, I, thank you, Holy Spirit, because our words that we speak, they, 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 they are powerful and they formulate in declaring. See, we've got to declare the goodness of the Lord. We have to declare uh, the goodness of God in every individual's life, even in our own life. Amen. We've got to declare it. But, see, and the reason why that individual or those families or those people that are lost, amen, they, that means they have not sinned a sin unto death according to the word of God. And because they have not blasphemed against the Holy Ghost, then according to First John chapter number 5, and it says, If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall do what? Ask. So what, why are we asking? We're asking because we want something, right? So he says, uh, we can ask, he shall ask, and he shall give him life for them. So, in other words, when we do what God has assigned for us to do in interceding and, and praying before the Lord and praying for those individuals and those families, when we begin to ask because they have not sinned the sin unto death, God said, I'll give them life. I'll put them back on track. I mean, it, it, it's just phenomenal. Well, when I saw this scripture, I said, Lord, that's kind of heavy. That's where I said, this is how I talk to God. I don't know, wait a minute, God. I said, now, Lord, who's going to believe that they, if they intercede for somebody, they can take them to the courtroom, and they can repent on that individual's behalf. Uh, I mean, I, Lord, forgive them, you know, uh, 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 for, for being faithless, not believing, not trusting you, uh, 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 not obeying you. And, and, and who's going to believe that, God? And then we have to repent for, then we have to repent for ourselves and then declare that destiny. I'm like, okay, God, who's going to believe that? God said, take them to the book, because that's what I said. So therefore, if they have not sinned a sin unto death, we can pray. And you watch God go to work. I did that very thing, and I've seen God go to work. I've seen God do some things. When I, when I caught the secret of intercessory prayer, that I can take someone before the throne, not, not immediately go to the battlefield, 
because we, we, we're fighting unnecessary battles. And sometimes, and I've heard many people say this, they say, uh, you pick and you choose your battle. Why are you going to pick and choose your battle when the battle's already been won? We don't think about what we say. We say we pick and choose our battle. God said the battle is his. If it's, it, and, it, and it is already won. So if the battle is his, why am I in battle? Why am I fighting? So that means I've got to take myself before the courtroom of God and begin to tell God, okay, God, this is the situation. You know, let me see. I don't know if I want to rest. See, sometimes, sometimes we have to make sure that in the process of going before God, understanding that it is a courtroom situation wherein that we're going into. What we're going into. When we go into a judicial court, prayer is just like going into a judicial court, going into a courtroom. And once that's done, and we begin to petition God on the behalf of others as well as ourselves, and then begin to declare. You don't even have to name the, You don't even have to say the enemy's name, because God will take care of all that. that. That's God's job. That's not ours. He said the battle is His, so that's not our job to go to war. It's a mindset change. It's a mindset change. All of our lives, we believe that we had to go to the battlefield and get to go to war. Not to go to war. No. It's, he's already done it. The battle's already won. Our job is to pray and intercede and believe. And believe. Amen. I was going to go to another scripture, but I, I won't because we're, we're going to deal with part two. Uh, because the Holy Spirit says, brother, it's time to stop because they can only chew on so much. Amen. Hey man, because you know that sometimes it's, uh, um, what is it, gorilla meat? Uh, uh, is it gorilla meat? Gorilla meat is hard to chew. Hey man, some things are hard to chew. And he said they need to digest that first. Digest that first. Hey Amen. And once you digest it, then part two will come next week, and God will continue with that sin that is not unto death. That sin that is not unto death. There's a sin that is unto death, according to Scripture, and then there's that sin that is not unto death. So when we pray, because we know that person has not seen that sin not unto death, then we, we can go to work. We can go to work and, and defeat the adversary every time. Because his job is to accuse the brethren, and he don't stop. He said day and night he's up there, and he's also gathering evidence against us. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise the Lord. I hope and pray that, that we, and if you have any questions, if you have any questions, here I go. Y'all think I say, you all think I'm going to say, ask me, right? That's what you, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm gonna, the very one that gave it me, I'm going to tell you where to go to. Ask the Holy Spirit. Amen. And, and be open to the Holy Spirit to hear what he says. Because see, here lately the Holy Spirit has been giving us some things that, that goes against the grain. Amen. It really goes against the grain. But remember now, when, whenever, we, whenever we're praying, we see people, when we pray for them, see whether or not they, they have sinned a sin unto death. And if not, you can intercede and, and repent for that individual. Repent for what we've said and declare their destiny, that they will walk out their destiny. 
God is an awesome God. Amen. And one more time, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. 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 Do we have any, any, any more Trinity? She's just clapping. Amen. 